0: Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loda from readerbook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in New Year's today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Dharawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. Today I get to speak with Ashley Collegian Blunt, and oh my goodness, am I looking forward to it. Dark Mode was the scariest, most creepiest book I have ever read. It's just left me deeply disturbed about the society that we live in as well. This wasn't just a a scary silly for a night. This is deeply disturbing, I think. For me, it was almost too scary, (laughs) but I know that I am a baby (laughs) when it comes to thrillers, but it's got the creepiest opening scene that I've ever read. It was absolutely petrifying. The Zoom was already booked in. I'm not sure if I would have been too much of a baby to put it down. I don't think so because I have read Ashley Collegian's other books and I'm a huge fan of her writing. I'm completely different to Dark Mode and so I'm looking forward to speaking with her about that. Ashley's other books are called How to Be Australian and my name is revenge all three of these books I'm a huge fan of but couldn't be more different there's also an awful lot of great things we can chat about without even going close to the spoiler territory because obviously that's very uncool no spoilers at all get excited though especially if you like the creepy creepy hello hello pretty Ashley how are you
1: good thanks how are you good thank you I love your top look at you go thank you (laughs) (laughs) completely branded up yep that's how I roll Thank you for sharing it and thank you for good Goodreads review. Oh, get yes. out of town.
0: I tried to book <laughs> in my friend to see the Better Red for your Dark yeah. Mode launch and the tickets are all gone. I'm
1: going to have more Sydney events. Even though it was too scary for me, this is going to be huge here. <laughs> <hit. laughs> I, mean, I thought it was a little bit outside of what you normally read. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for braving it.
0: I appreciate that. I said in my intro that it hadn't have been for How to Be Australian or Revenge. Maybe I wouldn't have. Yeah, that opening scene, I'm not sure if I would have been able to Stuart if I hadn't yeah 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 already been I, such yeah. a big fan of yours thank you <laughs> but I think I, I might be in the minority I know that I don't I don't read thrillers
1: like other people do no, I get it. Like, I, cause I, I don't read really romance. So it's just mm. like where you fall on the spectrum. And I, yeah, know, sure. I know some people just aren't this far into the like grisly murder <laughs> end of the spectrum.
0: Yeah, I'm still having nightmares. I'm still like waking up thinking, oh my God, how do people even do true crime? <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Well, it just, I don't understand the fascination with true crime. I really don't. For me, it's horribly scary. But I think for people like Mim and, you know, people in general,
1: you're really. Actually, can. so, because I put that dynamic in the book, right? Reagan also does. She doesn't understand it either, and that's my husband. He thinks I'm nuts. Like he's just like, I don't know what's wrong with you.
0: There was this one customer at the shop who, every time I see her now in the street, she always teases me because I was like, you know, like this is a true crime. This is she was trying to buy Iceman. and okay. oh, I was oh, like, oh, I've
1: read that. <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah. Like, Are you sure you know what you're getting in for? You know, like I, I can pick you out a nice book and. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's great oh. <laughs> it's like, why are you even selling this to me <laughs> like, it's the like shop but don't buy it if you're like don't yeah exactly when
0: she great. just picked it up with such assurance <laughs> Is it Reagan or Reagan? I say Reagan. Reagan? Yeah, like the US president, yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, Reagan, so I was saying Reagan too, but our Reagan has an A-E instead of E-A, which may oh. be,
1: oh, be a funny okay. yes.
0: But It's a lovely name, and I've never read any Reagans as main characters before, so that was also really good oh. to see.
1: Yes. It was secret. Her name was Riley for, like, a lot of drafts, and then someone pointed out that that was too close to Dervil McToonan's forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So that's how it went from Riley to Reagan. Ah, cool. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I love the Reagan, but there
0: is so much Mm. more going on in this as well in dark mode. So, first of all, there's the things that I loved, like all of the references for retail workers. They are so fun and so funny. (laughs) You're such a captive audience as a retail worker. And I think this book really captured that beautifully.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can tell I worked retail too, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There'll be so much in there for retail workers to love, I think, because you don't often see it.
1: Oh, that's great. I didn't even think about that as in terms of something that people would really enjoy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I loved that she was a small business owner because there was an awful lot in there that other people who don't have small businesses would never understand either. So it
1: was great. I worked in a secondhand bookshop for six years when I was in high school and university and that's very much based on that.
0: Ah yes. Well, except Reagan has to have the tweezers beside her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, are you a plant person yourself? Or was that research that you had to do for the book? Because there was so many exotic plants in here as well that was fascinating. I was Googling. Hey,
1: Oh, oh, I'm so glad you're googling them because that's, I really hope people would like look them up and be like, what are these crazy plants. So I'm not a plant person. I am not good with keeping plants alive. Um, but my mom, she works for a garden center. And she's a great gardener, really talented. And so we grew up, you know, always helping her in the garden and I'd go help her at her job sometimes in the summers. So I grew up to surrounded by plants, but it was always like, oh, these, you know, cheerful, happy plants. And it was when I learned about the grass screaming that that science says that grass can scream when put the lawnmower. Yeah. And and that plants are screaming when they're dehydrated. That's when I was like, oh, there's a whole other side to plants that I have like no idea about. So yeah, that's when I started researching.
0: Yeah. The idea of plants screaming when they haven't been given enough water. That's just fits in with your thrillery book perfectly. (laughs) Especially in (laughs) 2017 when it was drought. So ominous. Yeah. Not like now. Thank goodness. (laughs) The setting was also next level. I get that this is why people read thrillers, the setting, but oh my goodness, this is my hometown, well, Sydney, that you've set it in, but you can see it, you can feel it. I know that park where she's running through so well. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad,
1: yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I love Sydney. I think this is just with in the world and it was exciting
0: to to write it into the book oh well it was petrifying reading it in your book
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think I actually I really in some places tried to highlight the contrast like at one point in the book she's at Watson's Bay which is if you don't know Sydney it's it's a really beautiful touristy part right on the water there's a fairy wharf and there's beaches and so she's there and it's, it's like this beautiful setting but at the yes. same time this like really creepy, uncomfortable stuff is happening.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I actually wanted to mention that even. So at the start of the book, you say, you know, the crimes are real, but these aren't real or something like that. It was a petrifying opening sentence anyway. You have just researched Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. All of the crimes in here are real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and you read the headlines. I was texting my publisher today because there was a headline about this guy who's been abusing women on dating apps. And just the exact same attitude. It's oh exactly God. the same wow well good publicity so, yeah, so i was like i don't want the whole book to be true like, I don't, like there's enough of this that's true already oh
0: my goodness i think it'll be great for fans of the true crime so can you tell me a little bit more about the black dahlia because i didn't want to google that at all oh
1: fair enough if you google it the crime scene photos might come up so yeah if that's if that's not for you don't don't google yeah it. that's what i was um, afraid yes, of so <laughs> so She uh, was an American woman named Elizabeth Short, and she had come to Los Angeles looking to see if she could get into acting. And um, she was a young woman, and she wanted to meet a guy, and she wanted to have a family that goes in the dreams. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, she met someone who had other ideas, and so she was found murdered on january 15 1947 and she i think there's a couple of things that make this case really really stick out in the public's mind one is that it's still unsolved you know all these years later it's like 75 years later another is the way that she was she wasn't just killed she was killed somewhere and then her body was brought to this spot and posed very specifically and i won't get to a graphic but One of the key things was that she was cut in half at the waist. And that had happened after her death. But, you know, she kind of looks like a Barbie doll. Like there's these two halves of her. And she was posed with her arms up and her legs spread. And she had a variety of wounds that had been uh, inflicted on her. And these were very clearly, like, these had been done for visual effect. Like, these hadn't been done to hurt or injure her. And the coroner said that they happened after death. So she wasn't even alive when it happened. But, for example, like, a cross patch carved into her skin. So there's this sort of really peculiar, like, what was this person thinking? Like, what would motivate someone to treat a woman like this or any person really mm. so there's that question and then there's her nickname she got this nickname because she had this she had very pale skin and then this like wild dark curly hair that looked like flower petals and it's not clear if that nickname was something that she had in life or if the press gave her that but her name was on the front page of the la times for about 31 days straight after her body was found oh down. wow huge news so yeah and then Although it's technically unsolved there are various people who have spent their uh, you know years of their life researching this case and like, yeah, get right. to it and one of them I find very very convincing, and he's the one that I talk about in the book So in the book I get into one of the theories. And I find it very convincing because he's got a reason, for example, that cross-patch mark and other marks that were made on her body and specific pose of her arms. And I thought that reason was exceptionally convincing. So I'll leave readers to discover that. they don't already. Yeah, know. yeah right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I certainly won't be looking into it. But is it a okay case <laughs> that, that a lot of true crime buffs, that's their segue into the true crime, trying to solve that one?
1: ah that's an interesting question i mean it's definitely a case a lot of people who follow true crime particularly american true crime like they know about it everybody's got a theory on it yeah like there's two separate people who believe their own father committed the crime and wrote books about that so
0: yeah wow gosh like that is just so creepy that there's not one but two
1: who think it's their father (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've yeah. written books about that. Like There must be other people out there who also think it's their father and just haven't gotten around to getting their book published. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: <laughs> that was one of my questions, actually. So it's not just a thrilling read. It's also ripped me out for the society that we live in. So this dark web, that's a real thing.
1: Yes, mm. dark web is a real thing. Are these types of yeah. the forums actually on there? Well, I mean, here's one of the things is that the book has a dark web plot. And so it becomes very clear to the reader very early that there's posts being shared on the dark web. And so there's clearly, you know, more than one person involved in some sort of group. And so there's two separate answers to your question. One is, yes, the dark web is a real thing. And the other is, yes, these groups are a real thing. But a lot of these groups, they don't even have to be on the dark web. They're just on the everyday internet because they don't need to be on the dark web. Like there's there's oh no my gosh. police service stopping what they're doing. Yeah. Because, uh, partly because there's just so many of them. The dark web, really interestingly, dark web is a part of the internet. For Some people think it's a separate thing, but it's actually just, it's just a part of what you need. Special oh, right. Software I didn't realize. It, and that's what makes it different. Yeah, that's what makes it different is you need special software. And to use that software, you need to be just a little kind of above average in terms of your technical skills. Like I was able to get onto the the dark web, but it took some effort. I didn't, I didn't like, it. it wasn't easy for me. But once you're on there, the thing that makes it different is that it's highly encrypted. So instead of, you know, one computer talking to a server that's talking to another computer, the dark web, the connection is bouncing between many, many computers. And that's supposed to sort of hide the identity of the people using. And because of that, there is a lot of criminal activity on the dark web, for sure. It's also important to keep in mind, though, that, for example, in countries where the internet is censored, like Iran and China, people use the dark web to access information and, you know, to meet other activists. So, for example, BBC has a website on the dark web where they share their news articles. ProPublica has a website on the dark web where you can access the same information that you get on the regular internet. So, it's not all crime on the dark Yeah, web. right. The society that I have gleaned from dark mode, oh my goodness. That is no yes. society that I well, want to be living in. And that's the thing, is that I think we think of like, oh, all that scary, scary stuff happens on the dark web. But it's actually like the research that I drew that from, that was all from the regular internet.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Still coming to terms with that.
1: Like, I think that's one of the reasons I wrote it. One of my motivations was because it is happening in our society. That is the society we live in. Yeah. And I think more of us need to be aware of that and talking about it and like talking to our kids about it. We need to know what's going on and to understand. Yes, how absolutely. Yeah.
0: Practice. You can't just have your head in the sand and- think that everybody thinks the same way that you do you know like that terrorist in the mosque like he broadcast that on facebook like that wasn't the dark web that's just facey i use like it really brought to mind just how closely we're living with people and how like yeah yeah, like hiding in plain sight and all that yeah petrifying on so many Mm -hmm. levels yeah. not just the scary <laughs> ibis first opening scene yeah. oh my goodness I think that opening scene Ashley oh, I think I told you but I hate those ibis birds anyway oh yes you the have a story about
1: ibis don't you yeah they will take
0: your lunch off you as a kindergarten person <laughs> They're horrible birds when you're in kindergarten you're not that much bigger than them either I think it's just come up and just take my lunch and I've just dropped and run good um, you shouldn't try to fight them no 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 and now we can see that they mean business they are horrible birds to be mm. avoided i actually
1: kind of love them so i'm sorry <laughs> that made them into horrible birds in my-
0: <laughs> no, horrible. dark mode is completely different to your other two books i know we talked about it when you came for an event at asha and you're a complete gemini and what is your fourth book going to be don't you just want to <laughs> stick to a genre
1: yes actually now that i have gotten into crime fiction and psychological thriller this is where I want to stick now this is like the thing that I want to do and I love it and I want to write like 20 books in this genre like I'm, right. I'm really really excited to continue on I think like I, I could also have decided to have a career writing non-fiction as well Yes, but I think that's uh, where I
0: thought you were headed uh,
1: yeah I think i allowing myself to try and that was very much was experiment I said I'm going to try this novel and see what happens with it and if it doesn't work that's fine I'll just go back to creative non-fiction but the novel has worked quite well it it has worked early reviews are very good yeah 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 no
0: this is exactly where you should be although I'll have to psych up to be able to read any more of your books but it was just such a gripping I couldn't turn the pages fast enough novel it was
1: Uh, so good
0: so gratefully good
1: uh, I love that feeling when a book is like you just have to find out what happens that's, I love that feeling. And that's what I wanted to
0: create for the readers. So I'm so glad. You oh, that. Absolutely. I think Dave always teases me because I can be wide awake at 9.30 and then fast asleep at 9.31. Like I just, I go to sleep at 9.30. I don't know if it's just from having the shop. I don't know. But like your book, was <laughs> quarter to 11. I had no idea your time. <laughs> like wow. I just, well,
1: there you go. That's a big compliment.
0: I, just, I couldn't leave Reagan alone. <laughs> But I think that's oh. the thing as well. She really is never alone in this book. She has got her BF, and she's not. Even though she she doesn't admit what's going on, and, but that female friendship
1: is unreal. Thank you for giving her that. Oh oh good well i'm glad you feel that way because yeah i felt like it was really important to explore that in the book i really wanted to showcase um, a strong female friendship but also one that still has its challenges
0: yeah it wasn't a cookie cutter friendship at all or nor was it like playing with barbies like yeah two distinct individual women coming and just being friends i got a lot out of it it was great to explore that a little bit more oh. it was really good thank you for giving her that a.
1: Different story. <laughs> mm,
0: absolutely. Oh, that poor yeah. thing. You really put her in the wars. Does Reagan have a happy life?
1: Mm, I think she has a better chance now than she did before, actually, because she didn't have a happy life when the book started. She no. had a business, which she loved. Yes. But she was really struggling. And I think this is going to allow her to probably get the help that she needs. It's going to allow her to make some changes that she needed to make in her life. And I think it's going to make her braver and there's certain things she's going to have to do that I've tried to imply at the end of the book, like what she needs to do and what she's now able to do. Yes. How this experience has changed her. So I hope the answer is yes to that.
0: Yes. Well, I hope it is too. Will there be a sequel or is this it from Reagan?
1: Well... My next book is set in Canada and it's got a different set of characters. Mm -hmm. However, Reagan does make a brief appearance in it. Don't spoil People have responded so well to Reagan and Min that I'm thinking, well, maybe they'll have to come back in future books. The poor thing. She's not ever going to be able to get back onto the internet. (laughs) Well, and I think this is the thing about people who are targeted online. It's very difficult for them to feel safe again because we have to be online now. Like one of the reasons yeah. I set this book in 2017 is that it seems like one of the last years where you could sort of have a limited internet presence and still yes, be yeah. a functioning member of society with a career and a business. But even now, like it's you know only six years later, and it just it just seems crazy to think like, oh well, how you could function without being online all the yeah. time. Yeah, the shop was on Facebook
0: already, but it didn't have Instagram yeah. until 2017. And I think exactly like Reagan, it just hit me that you just you've got to have your business. Make making it more of an, an online presence. And I thought that was just me, but yeah, I can see now that was the way that the world was headed and you just had to be on it.
1: Oh, that's so interesting that that was 2017 for you because that was also the year. So Reagan doesn't have a smartphone. She has like, a, you know, older yes. style mobile. And my husband got a smartphone in 2017 and it, it was quite late then. But it still was like, okay, like I had a smartphone. So if we were going somewhere where we needed a map, like we would use that. But, you know, like he functioned just fine. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, well, if you're not on WhatsApp, we, we can't talk to you. So it was a real turning point that year, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I thought that, that was just in my own head. But now I can realize that it was actually where society was in 2017. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't well, being you and super I connected savvy. on Instagram. Yes. Instagram changed my whole shop. I had tried getting author events going and I had tried through Facebook, but it was Instagram that I really had the success. And I think it was just the way that the world was headed. It's so funny. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that. That really does reflect what's going on in the book. So yeah. Yeah, wow. I know.
0: I could have done without all of the Trump. I can't believe that was 2017.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and that was the other reason to yes. it in 2017. And then 2017 was exactly exactly 70 years after the Black Dahlia murder so that was the other connection was yeah, that right. yes uh, so the book opens with a copycat murder and the person who's committed it clearly is obsessed with the Black Dahlia case yes. and wanted to mark that specific date mm-hmm.
0: but are there really, really copycat Black Dahlia murder I didn't google oh, that either
1: no yeah don't, don't google that <laughs> I've not that I've heard of but I've never looked into that I think I would have encountered that if there had been because it's extremely rare. I know pop culture, like movies and TV and novels, make it seem like serial killers are always making elaborate visual statements with their victims' bodies. But in real life, it's actually incredibly rare that that happens. It's about 1% of the time that a victim's body will actually be posed in a specific way.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Usually what people are doing is they're trying to hide the body, right? Like the body is the thing that's going to leave a lot of evidence and get them caught. So people try to hide that as opposed to putting them on display.
0: Wow. Oh, gosh. I never even thought about that
1: before. I just, see, I think that. about this stuff all day. Yeah. You've got great social
0: media. Yeah. Your website is unreal. It's got everything in there. Awesome. And I've seen on your socials actually that you've got the list of the exotic plants on your website. Yes.
1: So good. I loved researching these plants. So I put a list of the 11 strangest ones, in my opinion. And I pulled out some quotes from the book as well. So yes. those are on there if you want to check them out. Um, but the book has a lot more than 11, it has dozens of dozens of oh my flies. goodness
0: Eight. I had no idea that there were so many all this time I've just thought that plants were pretty and and pink and yeah, colorful but exactly Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I used to think
0: too it's a hell of the world such a clever oh. such a creepy such a well-done novel in oh, all of you I can't believe that you've done it and it's I so can't believe creepy. that my brain
1: is <laughs> this twisted
0: yeah exactly you seem so lovely <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time this afternoon that was such a great chat it was the thrilling Uh, creepiest novel I have ever read and I'm so glad that I was brave enough uh, to do it because it was really really clever and did really give you the payoff
1: uh, well well, I really I do really appreciate it Uh, that's fine I know what it means to read outside your genre so yeah that's (laughs) it I really do appreciate it and that is a huge compliment so thank you let me
0: know when you're ready for some nice romances Excellent. Okay. I'm going to yeah. let you go. Thank you yeah. so much. it okay. was so great. Thanks, you take care. Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my reader book podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadabook.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there. And that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readabook.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free. And I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together thank you